Welcome to the Sosha Podcast. The hub for all conversations, spiritual and healing. Join us for everything to do with crazy spiritual encounters, the various different types of healing modalities, the Ascended Masters, and special guests as we explore the infinite realms of possibility within our own magnificent being. This is the Sosha Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sosha Podcast. Welcome, welcome. No my hi to my. What else was there? Bienvenido. Ben... Oh, I can't even remember right now. <laughs> Hi, oh. Hello, everyone. So hello. good to be here. So good to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us for another exciting episode of the Sosha podcast. First episode, the last episode, we absolutely loved. We loved speaking deeper into spiritual encounters. Today is all about, drum roll please, <laughs> modalities. And more specifically, we're going to be talking about shamanism, Woo-hoo. which is Libby's favorite topic and most, I guess, how would you describe it? Your most aligned modality that you work with? Yeah. Yeah, I would do my favorite topic. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely say it's something that has called me from a very, very young age without me even knowing it. And then when I discovered it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything that I've ever known and, and hoped for and kind of like felt at a soul level my whole life makes sense. So yeah, love it. I'm excited. Yeah, super excited. So today we're going to be going deep into shamanism. Woo. And as always, uh, if you find this episode beneficial, if you love what we're talking about, if you just like to laugh at our accents and how funny we are, uh, then please, we would truly love it and appreciate it if you could follow this podcast. Uh, we'd truly love it and appreciate it if you could rate and review it and just send us some good vibes. You know, we, we always appreciate the good vibes and the emails are always appreciated. And if you do want to send us an email of happiness or hope or love or whatever, uh, then please feel free to send an email to hello at schoolofspiritualhealingarts.com. Uh, the email address is below anyway. But we're going to crack right into it. We're going to start talking about shamanism. Yay. Amazing. Yeah. So, begin? yeah, let us begin. So, Libby is one of the experts when it comes to shamanism, especially in New Zealand anyway. Uh, we are super grateful to have her on board on our team at Sosha. Um, but today I really wanted to, I, I know a lot of these stories. Like I know a lot of the, the journeys that, we, that you've been through. I know a lot of the journeys that we've been on together. And I've seen the development and the evolution uh, that you've gone through over the past several years since developing your I guess, shamanic gifts, mm. you're in delving deeper into shamanism, but it's always helpful to be able to share these stories with, with greater people because I feel as though there's a bit of, I don't want to say misunderstanding, but there's a lack of knowledge there when it comes to you know shamanism and what it actually means. So I would love for you to tell us and tell everyone what shamanism truly means to you. When you tune into it, when you feel into it, when you explain it to people, how do you describe it? So, such a good question. And how I really like to describe it is, and how it was, how one of my one of my teachers actually just reminded me when 
when I started my apprenticeship in Hawaii, you know, all a shaman, a shaman, and we'll talk about the difference between shamanism and and someone being a shaman and mm, someone yeah. being a shamanic healer, yeah. but sha- a shaman is a seer between realms and they can travel between realms at will. So shamanism and difference than at will, like if it's not at will, then it's kind of psychosis. Right? Kind, kind of, yeah. yeah. Involuntary. Involuntary. So shamanism is the study of or the practice of being able to work with these different realms and dimensions. And traditionally in shamanism, there are three main worlds, I guess, that we work in. And there is the upper realm or the upper world. There is the earth realm or the lower world. And then there is the middle world, which we can go into the differences and we can go into what these mean. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, that's kind of in, in summary. And and I think there's, so what we're saying is shaman. And, and for example, if you've got a different accent, some people say shaman or, you know, so just want to educate people as to that as well. Shaman, shaman. Same thing. Um, so I guess, yeah, tell us more about the, the different worlds. Like ex- explain to those who haven't worked in those different realms what the upper, middle and lower realms actually mean and represent and what they can bring forth. I guess what are the different journeys that people can go through in each different realm? Mm, so there, yeah, so <laughs> how do we describe the universe? <laughs> so effectively... When we're looking at like let's talk let's let's go back to before we even dive into that the intention of or the purpose of like why would someone be working with the different realms to start with right so let's say you're going for a healing with someone or you're going for a reading or something like this in shamanism we we don't work with the middle realm right this is the physical world where we live and in this physical world we have people's thoughts we have emotions we have you know every single thought that anyone's ever thought we have this all hanging around in the middle world there's also spirits who have passed over and they haven't necessarily transitioned into the next stage as a soul and there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in this middle world so when we when we journey into the upper realm or the upper world I like to call it the upper realm. It's commonly known as the upper world. The the energy that we tap into is is truth, effectively. Now, when we talk about truth, right, we could even go into what is truth. So every single person is going to see their perspective of reality from their truth. And from the truth is how it is given to them. From source, from creator, from their guides and their helping spirits. And... It's an ability to see beyond the veil of all the stuff that's going on in our daily life. So when we travel into the upper realm and actually when I'm when I'm working, like when I'm working and when I was learning and when I'm teaching others and like other teachers that I've worked with, we always journey into the lower realm first, the lower world first. And the reason for this is 
we have to find our grounding. We have to, in order to be able to hold the energy and the power and, and go into these amazing places that we can access, you know, beautiful energy, beautiful information, so much light. We have to really dive deep into our grounding and be able to exist, you know, as a, as a human before we can, before we can travel into the different realms and dimensions and by traveling into the lower realm or the lower world I call this also the earth realm um which just yeah I feel like uh so many different people when we're meditating right and if you think about meditations that you have so many people travel upwards right like if you think about a meditation that you have and you're kind of just drifting away most people like they'll travel upwards However, and I didn't actually know this was a thing until kind of like five, five years ago, maybe that lots of there's also lots of people who naturally travel within and they travel within and go down into the earth and they go down in their meditations and the energy is very, very different. It's a lot darker and simultaneously it's almost a lot more, uh, for me anyway, and, and from the conversations when we're working with different people and students and other people who are shamanic healers and, and practitioners, the earth realm is very visual and it's very, uh, it's almost more tangible and it's almost more, more earthly. And yeah, I'm kind of, is there anything specific that you, like, Dane, from your perspective, that you would be curious about in terms of, like, the earth realm, the lower realm, the upper realm, there's so much information that I can share, and I want to make sure that we're keeping it sort of on topic. And, and Yeah, so I, I think the the difference, well, well, the question that comes to mind is, you know, what would be the purpose of going into the lower realm? Um, and I think you mentioned that uh, before where you know you're kind of grounding and using the information of the earth to really bring you a centered groundedness mm -hmm. to in, in your journey and you may want to um, I guess confirm or deny that. I, that that's what I picked up from it um, and then in the middle realm there's more you know of our thoughts and emotions and tapping into those and then also the higher realm so the upper realm like mm -hmm. what does that so I guess the the, the follow-on question to that is why what, what is the purpose of going into the lower, the middle, and the upper realms from a shamanic perspective? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So whenever we're, whenever we're training and whenever we're practicing, we have to be able to navigate both realms. And oftentimes it's not actually us who choose where to be. It's the helping spirits and it's the power animals and it's the, like, whenever we're, we're so for example, if both I'm Both realms is in the physical and all the spiritual, right? Ah, okay. Is that what you mean, or the the lower, middle, and upper? <laughs> How, All of it. <laughs> we have to be able to navigate the human as well. So if I'm sitting, if I'm going to do a journey for someone, and if I'm going to, like, let's say, let's say you've come to me and you're like, hey, Libby, I'm experiencing this incredible pain in my body. I'm experiencing this incredible pain in my shoulder. And, you know, I really want to get to the root of it. I'm like, okay, well, let's have a look at what's going on. I would sit down and I would ask you some questions and I would really begin to figure out, like, number one, what's your intention? And then what I would be curious about when doing a shamanic healing or, or doing a shamanic journey for you, I would be curious about healing the origin of the sore shoulder, for example. And so I would, I've got my own practices that I use and it's like every single person when they're initiated into their, their role as a shamanic healer, 
uh, with the correct um, support of their teacher and the correct support of you know the I guess the parameters of how they're learning and how they're how they're journeying and studying is going to be different and so and how I was always taught is I actually work with my helpers in the non-physical realm so I work with my helpers both in the upper realm and I work with my helpers in the lower realm and I will generally intuitively know whether to journey into the lower realm or into the upper realm and oftentimes intuitives so people who are already healers aren't necessarily labeling it you know they're working with light energy they're working with their guides and beings of light and galactic beings and this sort of thing so these anything of this frequency is in the upper realm and in the earth realm there is often where we're working with the guardians of the land we might be working with the land energy we also might be working with power animals and really the per- like asking about the purpose of you know the the different realms is they're just different frequencies that mm. give us access to different information and right. yeah a skilled like a skilled shamanic healer would like you know be able to understand interpret where to journey and how to work with the medicine so yeah yeah it's kind of like not like you're like oh let me just let me choose to go here because that's what I want and that would be fun when you're learning and studying and journeying absolutely like it's fun to explore and also when you're then doing a healing for someone or a journey for someone and you're holding the intention with them then you're generally like guided as to where to be working and where yeah. to be going okay yeah. cool so it's like you kind of have like different portals of information and as the shamanic healer you're kind of accessing those different portals dependent on what the person needs right yeah yeah effectively exactly and then like in terms of the middle realm the only reason that i would ever be working in the middle realm was to cross over a someone who had passed over like let's say someone passed passed away they mm. couldn't find their way home and they were hanging around that would be the only time that i would be working in in the middle realm generally. Ah, okay. yeah yeah cool i think that's really handy what yeah. what would you say so taking into account all of these different realms and the countless amount of shamanic journeys that you've that you've had and that i've seen you have which has been powerful and incredible what would you say have been the most crazy the most fascinating interesting shamanic experiences that you've both done on yourself and for another person Mm. so i remember my very first journey when i started studying in my apprenticeship in hawaii and before this i knew about shamanism i read loads of books i intuitively felt it it was really exciting and done a couple of like journeys which were fun and lovely <laughs> and, and then here i am and i'm in hawaii and i am at my teacher's house and he's got this beautiful like workshop space in the in the garden on the island of Kauai. and so we're sitting down and we're you know introducing ourselves and we're you know beginning to study and beginning to learn all about you know shamanism and and journeying and this sort of thing and so we go to experience our first our first journey and we all we lay down i think there's one or two others in the class it was a very it was a beautiful small intimate class 
And so we lay down and he goes through my teacher, he goes through his practices and, you know, starts, starts drumming. And, and so here I am laying on the ground and going through the journey. And it was a journey into the earth realm, into the lower realm. And it was to meet the power animal. Now, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've already met my power animal before. You know, this is really cool and this will be really exciting. I'm really excited. I wonder what I wonder what message my power animal has for me today. And going into the earth realm, I'm traveling down on the way to the, that you journey. And those that have studied with us in the initiation or in any of our um, healers trainings, right? We journey down into the earth realm. And so when I arrive in the earth realm, I'm like standing in this cave, right? I'm standing in this cave and it's incredibly dark. I'm like, what is going on? Now, mind you, like this is my physical body is laying down and through shamanic journeying, you're simply working with your energy body. So I was standing in this cave. It's so dark. I was like, what is going on? Like, where is my power animal? Where is everyone? What is going on? Like I'm all alone. I could hear the drum with my physical mind, but I was like so alone. I was like, what is going on? And so out of the shadows, there appears this wolf face. Now I'd already met my power animal before. And when I say power animal, we have many power animals, but most of us will have several allies that we work with one or like one or two or a couple that we really 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 work with and so wolf's face like was just appearing out of the shadows i'm like what is this if you imagine like i don't know the jaws music or something going like like what is going on what is happening what is happening and wolf comes up to me out of the shadows and if you could imagine like a wolf like walking like one hand in front of the other like walking towards me now out of the shadows I'm like oh my gosh and so he jumps over and all of a sudden next minute all I know is I'm being ripped apart and eaten to shreds by these wolves not just one but these like this group of them have come over to me and they're just ripping my entire body apart and now my physical body right my physical body that was on Kauai and you know in the room was shaking around like I could feel it physically shaking as my my etheric body my energy body was literally being teared to shreds and it was like these wolves were just coming over and like ripping me like ripping me to pieces and by this stage, like in my physical body, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm shaking. My body's like, literally I'm being thrown around. I remember one of the wolves like grabbing me and just throwing me against this wall. And so my physical body's like going crazy. And then I heard the drum beginning to come back. I'm like, what? Like, how can I, how can I come back? I'm here like this. And the wolves kind of looked at me and some of them started to like lick me like as if I was a cub and they were like, come back, like come back later. I'm like, what is going on? Okay. This is so strange. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I came back and my teacher was like, are you all right? And I was like, I shared the journey with him and he looked at me and he smiled. He's like, you just experienced your first dismemberment. Wow. Yeah. Dismemberment. Yeah. So 
I had to go back and finish that journey after the class finished and my I was staying in the in the accommodation and the journey would have lasted I have, I don't know in human years maybe like in human years <laughs> in human time <laughs> like maybe an hour or two um where I was just you know in, in my own in my own space going deep into the journey and it continued and they literally just kept ripping every single like part of my entire body open and what they were moving were, were removing was all the old energy, all the old beliefs, all the old trauma that I had been carrying, um, just stuff that wasn't mine that I no longer needed to be carrying. And then when they were done, they literally like that, like they'd shown me, given me a glimpse of earlier in the class, they came over, these wolves came over. And they turned into like these beautiful female kind of mother, mother wolves and started licking me and healing me. And literally my body began to grow back like a new cub. Wow. Yeah. So that was my first amazing, crazy, awesome experience. And that was what, like, a, a, like how soon into your shamanic apprenticeship? was that oh that was like the first few hours <laughs> so it's pretty much a, a deep dive straight away hold your breath sink or swim here you go yeah you're gonna go into it yeah that's that's super powerful that it kind of it kind of sounds like a a journey that one would have on something like ayahuasca or it sounds like something that a journey that would have on a particular type of uh like plant medicine or I guess plant ally mm. just without the need for plants mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. without the need for that entire experience mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what it sounds like yeah it is and you know and the re like it got just touching on plant medicine like you know that really just like we we can access that same level of consciousness without the plant medicine and that's kind of the purpose of plant medicine is to show you what's, you know, what's there, what's going on, and then mm. for you to actually implement it and do the work associated with it. So, yeah, yeah there was no plant medicine in the in my apprenticeship whatsoever, yeah. just working with the energy that, you know, that we can access as mm. beings, you know. I also feel like at some stage we'll probably have an episode on plant medicines and start talking about that sort of thing, but that's a, yeah. There's so much to go deeper into with that. Um, what would you say would be one of the craziest slash fascinating experiences that you've had shared with another person or that you've done on someone with? Mm. Going through all the, all the possibilities, all the experiences that you've had. Yeah, and also just mindful to like keep confidentiality as well. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's a typical, what would be a type of experience that one could have? Like if they were, if you were administering a, a shamanic healing, mm. then what would you, what would be like a typical way of it ending up? I don't want to say typical because everything is different. Right? Yeah. Like it's just so the va the infinite amount of possibilities that can occur during a healing. Mm. But what would, based on a particular experience that you feel called to share without obviously any names or mm. circumstances about these people you know mm. what, what what did it look like from your perspective and then how was it corroborated or how was it come to with the person that you were dealing with mm. 
yeah, this is, this is a, we could do a whole episode, you know, on this, but it's like, I think one of the, one of the most powerful and maybe from like an external perspective. Yeah. Anyway, I'll share it. I'll share it. And then you can judge it (laughs) and make your own opinions about it. Um, so one of the, one of the things that I, that I absolutely love through and one of the reasons why I love shamanic healing and why I love using this as a modality, you know, alongside my coaching and psychology and business is because of the ways that we show up in our lives. And there's so much going on underneath the surface that we can't access at a mind level that we often can't even access just dealing with emotions. Like when we look Mm. at the root cause of whatever blocks you might be experiencing in your life the shifts are instantaneous right like you know and I'm just thinking of one example is I had had a client and she was a coaching client and we're working on her business and we you know talking about her money and talking about her putting her offers out in the world and then she just kind of mentioned she's like I you know I've just been really like unusually drained I've been really unusually like tired and unmotivated and we kind of like through our conversation that we had we were able to like find out that her mother who was really really sickly had she was a narcissistic mother and my client had experienced you know the narcissistic abuse that goes with that and uh you know and when I went in and we did a journey around it and did a healing around it and her mother was really sickly and was actually using her daughter's life force to stay alive Mm. And what this was, how this was manifesting was my client was like literally experiencing very similar symptoms to what her mother was. And when we removed this at a, at a soul level, like an energetic level, right? Cause the, the, the parent or the, the mother, the, the parents, sometimes there's this agreement, you know, that's not a healthy agreement. Unhealthy attachments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, attachments, would that be a right word? No, no. It's like okay. an agree. So agreement is... Uh, a vibrational relationship with the world Mm. so you know for example we have an agreement within us that if i lift this pen and i drop it i know that it's gonna fall Mm. right like so that knowing is an agreement yeah and so our mindset our belief system is made up of all these agreements so some parents right and and in this particular case this this mother had an agreement that she owned her daughter Mm. Right. And I'm sure we've seen this. I'm sure many people can think of examples of oh, their, yeah. in their own lives. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> so this this mother has this agreement that she owned her daughter. So she's using her life force. She's using mm. her like energetically manipulating, you know, a lot of a lot of her energy, a lot of how, you know, this woman was spending her time. And and anyway, so we um. We, we removed that agreement from her mother. We called back the soul parts and that was like, it was, it was, it was probably the most intense 
um, session I'd been done where the mother was like, no, like you're not like in an energetic realm, right? I'm connecting mm. with her higher self, with her soul. And her mom's like, no, you can't have your soul parts back to her daughter. Like I own them. Wow. Right. And so here I am in the upper realm navigating, like with my helpers and all my guides, like, you know, trying to like get my client's soul parts back right and this mother is like no like she's trying to hold on to them and so we kind of had this big kerfuffle in the upper realm it was like a battle yeah it was like give and you know and then some my helpers came over and they're like you, you know you can't do that like you can't that's taking away someone's sovereignty and someone's free will like give her them back so anyway it was a really it was a really really beautiful intense amazing journey and then the shifts that happened almost instantaneously were you know incredible in terms of motivation and and reconnection to her business you know, from a client's perspective mm. and then really interestingly um not long after that the mother actually sad to say passed away wow mm. Wow, that is powerful. Whew, that's an incredible story. Mm. Yeah, just the, I guess the, the magnitude and the power that this sort of work can do, mm. can have, and just the ability that, you know, when you talk about reclaiming soul parts, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who have all of these agreements associated with their parents. Mm. You know, I've, I've heard it time and time again mm. from a lot of parents you know you're my child i own you mm. yeah oh well, no and so that creates that agreement right mm. yeah well yeah. the parent owns it yeah the parent believes that they own it and so the child then buys into the agreement and mm. then what we have now is we have you know 40 50 60 year olds 30 40 50 you know people adults walking around not realizing that they are sovereign beings and mm. they're still listening to the you know, they're still thinking that, that their parents are there. Programming. Yeah, that are, their parents are there, you know, the ones that they have to live their life for kind of thing. And, wow. you know, if I do this, what's my mum going to think? Or if I do that or, you know, like, mm. yeah, it's very, very interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. What would you say, what would you say are the biggest things that you have received from your shamanic apprenticeship and your shamanic initiation and your shamanic healing journey? Oh, I wanted to ask you the same thing about me. Oh. <laughs> what you've seen. Well, okay. Um, but I can answer it quickly. Yeah, you go first. I'll go first and then you share. So the biggest thing, and it's interesting because the stories that I've shared, they sound kind of dark. And, you know, shamanism really is, it's honoring the darkness and the light. And I believe that it's a missing component in spirituality, which kind of only talks about the light. And mm. what I have received and the biggest gift that I have received is an ability to hold all of myself, mm -hmm. right? Like I no longer have emotional breakdowns because I actually honor the parts of me that have been in the shadow. And, you know, I know how to navigate that now. I know how to walk in the dark. I know how to transmute it into the light. I know how to um, you know, completely rewrite my my entire internal belief system when I realize that a belief's not serving me and I do this at an energetic level, which creates like massive shifts almost instantaneously. Um, so yeah, just an ability to be a, a really well-rounded, grounded human and mm. operating in the human world and the spiritual world simultaneously. Yeah. 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 I'd say that, you know, watching you go through your shamanic journey, I've seen you develop the abilities to be able to overcome and navigate through everything that comes up. 
as well as deal with things from the past. And, you know, everyone walks around with baggage. Everyone's got things that, you know, need healing and require healing, all of that. Mm. But seeing you through, go through your journey, I've seen you actively be able to process all of that yourself mm. with these shamanic tools, mm. with, with all of this understanding. And I think that's probably the biggest, uh, the biggest thing because it, it creates a, a self-reliance that you're able to get through mm. um, as opposed to you know needing someone else, needing someone else, needing someone else to be able to help you get through that. So mm. I think from my perspective watching you, that would be the biggest mm. thing. Um, but yeah, well, we, oh, one more thing. Yes, one more thing. So I promised that we would talk about this and this is a misconception. So shamanic healer, shamanic practitioner is someone who practices practices shamanism, which is one of the oldest modalities in humanity, right? Like it traces right back and its origins can be found in Siberia, like around Siberia and it's all throughout Europe. Or it's common, like people think of shamanism as South American. That's one aspect of it. And it's also uh like the most like still well uh it's part of their culture it's part it's part of the um culture it's it was lost a lot in europe and yeah the three we could probably do a whole episode on that when we do religion maybe (laughs) yeah i think so Um, but so a shaman is a name that's given to someone it's often actually given to them it's a uh, i guess a vocation that chooses the person chooses the shot that chooses the shaman and like for me personally i wouldn't even feel comfortable calling myself a shaman like that is something that you know like it would be like someone tells you that you are you you just go through the journey of um however i also believe that everyone has the skills and the abilities to be able to become a shamanic healer and use shamanism in their life and you know mm. to whether it's for themselves or whether it's to support their clients or you know to support their family to become a more well-rounded human like i think there's gifts that we can that we all have that we can access and yeah so i just wanted to clear that up because a lot of people go yeah 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 and i was just looking into the the etymology of the word shaman so the where it comes from is russian slash german but the previous uh, the previous etymology of that word also comes from um, tung- Tungus, a language called Tungus. Mm. Uh, and the word is sam- Saman, which is mm. a verb to know. Mm. So in the in the Tungus language, the word Saman means to know. And then mm. it got uh, included in German, Russian, and we now have the word Shaman. Mm. Shaman, however it's pronounced. Anyway, thank you so much, Libby, for sharing everything about your shamanic practices and was there anything else you wanted to add to that anything else um yeah it's i mean the things like like i said it sounds pretty pretty intense what i love about it is that it really just gives you access to your own truth and Mm. that's like that's for me you know as a as a life journey is seeking what is what is truth what is truth Mm. the defining question that we all ask thank you so much for joining us on another episode another podcast episode of the Sosha podcast if you have appreciated it if you've loved this episode please rate and review please also follow the Sosha podcast and if you have any fascinating crazy spiritual encounters that you would like for us to share on the next time that we talk about spiritual encounters please send an email to hello at school of spiritual healing arts.com that's hello at school of spiritual healing arts.com Follow myself on Instagram 
at Dane underscore te, te underscore faropo, W-H-A-R-A-U-P-O, or Libby on at the Libby Robertson. And follow us on at School of Spiritual Healing Arts as well. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next time for another episode of The Sosha Podcast. See you soon. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Sosha Podcast. We are eternally grateful for your presence. If you found some value in this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and share it with as many of your friends as possible. And we'll see you inside the next episode of The Sosha Podcast.